0: Tin, tantalum, tungsten and gold, all of these minerals are found in our electronics and in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, which contains an estimated $24 trillion in untapped mineral resources. Yet the DRC remains one of the poorest and most dangerous countries in the world. And mining these four metals can help fund armed conflict in the region.
1: The mining potential of this country is just beyond imaginable. And yet you have poverty at the highest level.
0: With the passage of the Dodd-Frank Act in 2010, U.S. companies are required to disclose their use of conflict minerals. This has led to greater awareness and some important reforms. But today, consumers still can't be sure if the minerals in their electronics are fully conflict free or if the mines where they originate are dangerous, environmentally destructive or use child labor.
1: You can't actually ascertain whether my phone, the capacitor that is powering it, is not from conflict mineral. The whole process is mud.
0: That's largely because in the DRC and surrounding countries, hundreds of thousands work in the informal mining sector, toiling away using hand tools in what's known as artisanal and small scale mines. This type of mining can be hazardous and very difficult to regulate, but it's also one of the few sources of income available to some of the world's poorest men and women.
2: And on the flip side, you have the international market that has these perfect standards and consumers as well, you know, and increasingly, you know, they want perfect environmental conditions, gender equality and anti-corruption and and this and that, They, they want the perfect package. But that's not the situation on the ground. That's not even the situation in our own
0: communities. The largest companies in the world, including Apple, Microsoft, Intel and Tesla, put out extensive conflict mineral reports every year, usually stating that there is no reason to believe that the minerals that they source help to support armed groups. But corruption and instability at mine sites means that there are never any guarantees. Apple, Intel and Tesla did not reply to requests for comment, while a Microsoft spokesperson stated, Microsoft remains committed to responsible and ethical sourcing and takes this issue very seriously. The four conflict minerals, tin, tantalum, tungsten and gold, are used widely in consumer electronics. In a smartphone, for example, tin is used to solder metal components together, While tantalum, which is extracted from the metallic ore, coltan, is used in capacitors, which store electrical energy. Tungsten is used in the components that make a phone vibrate, and gold is used in circuit board connectors. Only 2% of the world's tin, tungsten and gold comes from the DRC and surrounding countries, so mining these minerals doesn't usually help to fund armed conflict. But 67% of the world's tantalum comes from the DRC and Rwanda, and the Eastern DRC, where a large percent of these minerals are found, is mired in violence stemming from tensions between the Hutu and Tutsi ethnic groups. After the Second Congo War ended in 2003, a transitional government was unable to contain armed groups who perpetrated violence against civilians, thus giving rise to self-defense militias. Today, rampant poverty, corruption and institutional chaos continues to drive many Congolese to join one of the over 120 armed groups operating in the eastern DRC.
1: Before the artisanal miners can access the quarter mine in some places, we have to pay taxes to the armed group because the government is not fair to provide security to them.
0: Beyond taxation, these groups will fully take over some mines, either extracting the ore themselves or using forced labor, purchasing arms with the proceeds. And beyond the potential for funding conflict, conditions in artisanal mines can be quite dangerous.
1: I think in the past four or five years, every year uh, we've had people being buried underground. I think the latest was like over 30 people in Kamituga. It is a very dangerous job, both from a security side, from a financial stability side, from a health and safety side.
0: Such conditions also apply to other minerals found in the DRC, like cobalt, which is surging in demand due to its importance in EV batteries. The majority of the world's cobalt is mined in the relatively safer southern DRC and is not benefiting armed groups. Yet concerns over working conditions and the use of child labor in artisanal cobalt mines remain.
2: With cobalt and the DRC, if you are a large scale buyer for the battery supply chain, it is challenging to not buy DRC material because the DRC represents about three quarters of annual supply globally.
0: For the last decade or so, African countries, intergovernmental organizations and companies alike have ramped up efforts to better trace and clean up mineral supply chains.
2: African states started to work very closely with the OECD around 2010 to make sure that the expectations, the standards, the certification mechanism that was being developed in region would align with and complement uh, the initiatives that were coming out of the international community in terms of expectations of the private sector.
1: If you're a big company, you're a name brand, you know, you're consumer facing, you, you can easily spend a million on this. And the big brands that we all know, they would spend a lot more.
0: This has given rise to a web of organizations working to trace and verify supply chains. For example, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, Intel, Samsung and hundreds of others are members of the Responsible Minerals Initiative, which maintains a list of smelters and refiners that have undergone an independent audit to ensure that they're sourcing responsibly. In its most recent Conflict Minerals report, Apple says that it has removed 163 smelters and refiners from its supply chain since 2009, including 12 in 2021. Then there are the organizations actually doing on the ground tracing and due diligence at mine sites. Itski is the main player in the DRC and surrounding region, working in over 2,000 mines.
1: A company located downstream in the supply chain, of course, and even a smelter, let's say upstream, located abroad, will not have the capacity to visit all of these mines, to assess the conditions at the sites, to verify information and to collect risks. And this is exactly what the role of ITSKI is.
0: ITSKI trains government agents to tag and seal bags that come from registered mines. But no system is foolproof. And if agents are corrupt, they might accept minerals from outside unregistered mines and tag them anyway. Agents were actually selling selling the the tags to other mines. And even when the system was working, those minerals were melted with the minerals from other mines
1: from which we don't know where it was coming from.
0: Ultimately, it's just really hard to stop bad actors in the system. But experts say the answer is not boycotting minerals from the DRC or from artisanal and small scale mines overall.
2: Recognizing the importance of artisanal mining and decriminalizing and legitimating that work. I mean, if we recognize, for example, that you know artisanal mining is the most important Rural, non-farming activity, employing tens of millions throughout Africa, generally 30 to 40 percent of which are women, making sure that we're decriminalizing that and recognizing as legitimate is the first step to supporting them.
0: Disengagement, Liber says, would just lead to greater poverty and thus more instability in the region overall, making it even harder for mines to meet international standards, something many companies also recognize. In Tesla's most recent Conflict Minerals report, they state, as recommended by the OECD, we do not support an embargo, implicit or explicit, of any DRC material, but instead allow sourcing from the region when it can be done in a responsible manner through audited value chains. Overall, though, LaBerre says that individual companies need to be doing more to monitor risks on an ongoing basis and independently verify what third-party auditors and tracing schemes are telling them.
2: The trend has been an over-reliance on industry scheme because, you know, companies, for the most part, want it to be as easy and as simple as possible. They want to outsource the due diligence to somebody else and not worry about it and for it not to be a, a headache, but at the same time to protect themselves reputationally.
0: Though there's much work to be done, many do agree that international standards and corporate efforts have led to gradually improving conditions. But moving forward, getting all countries on the same page when it comes to the ethical sourcing of conflict minerals and cobalt is key. What's also very important is how much the Chinese companies are going to play by by the same rules than Western companies. Because so far, nine of the 14 biggest companies in the Katanga, where the cobalt is, are Chinese or owned by Chinese. So it really has to be like a worldwide scheme where everyone agrees with the rules. Unlike the U.S. and the EU, China does not have enforceable due diligence guidelines, and while compulsory standards would certainly add pressure for mines to clean up their acts and help cut off the market for unethically sourced minerals, lasting change will likely only come when the DRC itself stabilizes.
1: The first thing that needs to take place is that the government must create a stable environment, whether it's going to be by political negotiation or outright military operation, they need to really ensure that the activities of the hack is brought to the PRS minimum.
0: But that won't happen overnight.
2: Ultimately, the conditions that we see on the ground or the human rights issues that are of concern to us all are very much linked to governance, poverty, and we need to get at these more systemic issues if you want to see lasting changes in supply chains, not just de-risking in the short or medium term for a company's benefit.